Welcome to CEO to Rainmaker, the Inland Empire's best small business podcast. The show's goals are to educate, motivate, and inspire today's business owners, leading to an increase in their executive skills, profits, and length of time in business. And now your host, Gene Valdez. Episode number 58, how to build a winning team by becoming a better leader with Miss Patty Cotton. Before we get into the meat and potatoes of the show, I would like to thank our corporate sponsors for this episode, GYL, CPAs and Advisors, and Luminary Leaders. GYL provides a full range of accounting, audit, business advisory and tax services for businesses, nonprofits, and individuals. They are one of the top CPA firms in the Inland Empire. Luminary leaders help small business CEOs and thought leaders of companies to be unforgettable by unlocking their speaking potential to leverage and amplify their influence. I am very excited to have Ms. Patty Cotton, president of the Cotton Group, as my guest today. Patty is a certified expert in the area of leadership and organizational development. She helps executives reach the maximum potential of their businesses. Her business is located in Riverside, California. So listeners, if you want to get a degree in Rainmakerology, yeah, I made that up, you have to pass a key class in my course called Leadership. A simple definition of leadership per Webster's Dictionary is molding individuals into a team. You can't do it all yourself. And Patty's here to show us how to do it. But before we get into doing that, I would like to, with your permission, give a brief overview of Patty's bio. Patty is an international Fortune 500 public speaker, executive consultant, author, and corporate trainer, and has done so for 25 years. Although when you see her, she looks very young. You can't imagine she's done it for more than two. Her corporate clients are just a few names maybe you've heard of. They include Harvard University, Coca-Cola, Amazon, Apple, Google, Verizons, Microsoft, Girl Scouts of America, California's Women's Council, Dolby, the cities of San Bernardino and Riverside. And I'm, are you kidding me? I'd just like to put those names on your resume. I'm jealous. She's also a trainer and a mediator for the state of California. She's a frequent guest lecturer at universities and colleges. She is a three time, not once, not twice, three-time recipient of the United States President's Lifetime Achievement Award for Voluntary Service. Inland Empire Magazine named her one of the most influential women in the Inland Empire. She earned a master's degree in organizational development and management from Fielding University, which is located in Santa Barbara, California. Now, My son graduated from UC Santa Barbara. I drove him up there myself. I had a tour of the the campus. My first question is, and we will get into this, do you really study up there? It was so beautiful. 
I mean, come on, you're just distracted. But what the heck? She seems like a nice, honest lady. So, ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, let's bring out Miss Patty Cotton. Hi, Patty. How in the heck are you? Gene, hi. I'm great. And how are you? What a delight to be with you. Yeah, I like being with myself, too. <laughs> I hope so. Yeah, it would not be fun otherwise. So, Patty, um, I was reading your bio. Mm. And before going out on your own, you were you employed by Loma Linda University? I was, among others. In my earliest years, I was employed by the Swiss government. I was in diplomatic service with my then husband. And okay. we represented Switzerland. And then I came back home, got into healthcare, and eventually was served as chief development officer, executive of the five hospitals there. Yes. Wow. And so that probably gave you all kinds of uh, hard hitting experience in terms of what you're doing today. It did. Not only the hospitals and uh, the challenges and the rewards there, but all the way back to diplomatic service. And while I was in Switzerland, I also worked for a couple of Fortune 500 companies uh, in administration closely alongside the officers. So it's been a joy to see leadership from in different cultures, in different ways, through different lenses, and to experience that and to step into leadership and right. to build and develop teams. Yeah. So you actually lived in Switzerland. I did for almost a decade. Okay. So Scout Honor. Yes. Is the chocolate really that good? It, and are the watches that much better? Listen, Come on. The chocolate <laughs> is the best. And the watches... I just say they speak for themselves, but they keep time. I, I do. It's a lot. It was a lot of fun. It really was. But you can't beat the chocolate, Gene. You hit on my favorite food. Uh, so <laughs> we do a podcast on that. <laughs> and, you, and you and you wash it down with uh, red wine, maybe a Cabernet or something. You're like just that. anything you get your hands on. That. <laughs> yeah. And is Roger Federer a king there? Yes, there you go. There you go. So the only way that you can stay anywhere svelte is to keep climbing those Alps and those mountains hiking every weekend, which I did frequently. Yeah. Do you feel like singing when you were doing that? Oh, yodeling. Come on. Yeah. Okay. I just... <laughs> <laughs> well, you had to be there. Yeah. All right. So all foolishness aside. So give me a brief overview of what the cotton group does for its clients? What do you do? Sure. sure. So I serve as thought partner to the CEO or the chief decision maker of the company, and very often also to his or her executive team so that I can help them. They call me when they're ready to grow. They say, we're ready to grow. We're ready to do something different, but are we ready for that? And so I actually help step in and prepare them for that leadership wise, because you can have all the great plans in the world, Gene. You can have, I mean, I've had CEOs pull out drawerfuls of plans saying, look at that, Patty, we haven't done anything with them. Here's the reason why you have to become more of the leader that you need to be in order to do that plan. So okay. I help step in and help them become and to do to achieve their goals. So if we were to put this in layman terms for my pea brain, if you are, let's say, heading up the strategic planning department of a company, mm -hmm. 
that wants to generate another revenue stream, whether they want to go geography or a new product line, you have to alert the CEO. That is, if indeed that you do grow, you have to become a better leader because you have a bigger operation to manage. Exactly. Let's okay. say you want to climb Mount Kilimanjaro, and you. I don't. Been- I don't. I don't. Well. But let, let's pretend that we want to, because you and I would rather be eating chocolate. But <laughs> just, <laughs> let's pretend that all you've done is climb to San Men, uh, Gorgonio Mountain. Okay. 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 We uh-huh. climb that regularly. Let's just pretend. All of a sudden, your friend Patty says, I think I want to climb Mount Kilimanjaro. Well, you're going to tell me, well, Patty, that's great. But are you ready for it? Sure. I climb San Gorgonio all the time. Really? I need to flex new muscles and prepare in a different way and see through a different lens so that I can do that. Okay. I help you do that. Yeah. All right. So it could be a combination of uh, physical and mental. It's mental. It's emotional. It's how do you manage that? How do you teach others to manage that? You can't do it by yourself. That's my next question. So that's just the CEO. Now, Do you work with the employees or do or your CEO clients, they hire somebody to integrate with you, have taught them? So what I do is I will generally work with the CEO and the executive team. And then I have coaches that I can bring in to work with the whole organization so that we're all aligned and coordinated. Because unless you're aligned and coordinated, you can do things yes. at the top or over here in the middle and it'll just get wonky. Okay. So I get that. Would you mind giving a success story? You don't have to mention the name of the company. They were experienced in this. And then they found the gospel according to Patty. Patty came in, did her thing, and here's the end result. Sure. So I was called into, let's say it's a financial institution. I'll disguise it a little bit. A financial institution saying, we currently have assets of about 650 million and we want to go to a billion. How do we do that? And when I sat and talked to them, I discovered that their top three issues were these. First of all, the, the president was not empowering his people to do what they were supposed to do. He would do it for them or get in the way. Second of all, the executive team was nice enough to each other, but not really working well together. And some of them were avoiding each other. Right. And so they also didn't confront critical conversations they were needing to have. What does that all mean? They were focused on the wrong stuff, because as long as you're in the weeds in disarray, you're not going to be able to see the landscape and see where you need to head and know how to do it. So I worked through with them how to work, how to develop more trust, how to work in an aligned and coordinated fashion and how to help the president empower his people so that they could step up in ownership and responsibility. And as a result, they did go from 650 to over a billion dollars in assets. Wow. And I want to see say that was in about two and a half, three years, which is pretty darn tootin' good. Wow, that is amazing. So yeah. it seems to me, uh, Patty, that, hey, correct me if I'm wrong, the majority of your clients are bigger companies And I'm dealing with more smaller companies, but what you teach, the fundamentals and the concepts should be the same, whether you're a 20 20 employee company versus 10,000 employee, right? Correct me if I'm wrong. 
There, you're right. And you're absolutely right. And I do work also with smaller and medium-sized businesses. The principles are the same. I was just on the line this morning with a, a CEO-to-be in New York, who it is a family-owned business. And his uncle owns, it's an actually an international media company. Okay. They are ready to grow, busting at the seams, but they can't because, again, they're focused on the wrong things. They're not aligned and coordinated so that they can step into higher conversations. They're busy taking care of things like end runs and not managing their emotions with vendors and things like that, which keep them down below. It keeps them at the base camp of Mount Kilimanjaro. And my job is to help them confront those things, learn how to move through them, and get past them so that they are a healthier company and they can reach their higher goals. And so these, when, by the way, 30 people in the company. When you say that's your job, do you uh, use techniques to instill confidence? Do you show them what they should be doing and you teach them how to do it? It's a combination, Gene. First of all, you really have to talk to the inner leader. What's really holding them back? Because these decision makers are smart people. Yeah. No, exactly. If they will take a breath and sit down, generally I'll hear, I know that I'm the one holding things up. And I'll say, well, how so? There's no judgment here. It's right. taking a look at where they are and where they need to go. Once we take a look to see where they are, where they want to go, we identify the issues that are holding them back. I help them work through it. So I help equip them with the tools and the abilities to step into a higher plane of leadership. So I don't hand them a book. I don't say go to this training because formal knowledge is good, but you're only going to retain about 23% of it. And you'll go back to old ways. Not 22, not, not 24, 24 up 23, to, up to 23. <laughs> that means if you're lucky and you're good, right? But if I can coach you through change to be able to step into it and integrate it into who you are, now you're going to have between 87 and 92% success within, well, within a few months. I'm not going to promise because everybody's different, their commitment, their willingness and so forth. But it really is a game changer when you decide how you need to see the world and approach it and actually do it. You become more of who you were created to be. So yeah, I got you. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I read in your bio that you made this statement that leadership style is what got you here, but it may not get you where you want to go. Well, and let me paraphrase it a little bit. What got you here in your leadership will not get you to where you need to go. And what I mean by that is this, what got you right here, you did well to get here, but if you want to go from here somewhere else, this is such a complex world, Gene. It's so mm -hmm. volatile. It's so, you know, we are meeting and seeing and experiencing things we've never seen or experienced before. So what that means is you need to be able to make sense of that. Well, there's so much coming at you, so much new and an onslaught of information. How do you make meaning of that and still stay on top of your game? You have to actually grow in your leadership to accommodate a more complex world. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. Mm -hmm. So you know, the majority of my audience are what I call the small fries. These are companies that are doing anywhere from a million, maybe to 20 million a year in sales. Yep. 
And they all would like to take it to the next level. Sure. They all would like to grow. Yep. And my biggest harp is education. Mm -hmm. But in your space, they need to become better leaders because running a $5 million a year business may be a piece of cake for them, but running 10 is not. Well, I agree with you on all counts. And I agree with you that education is key. So small, medium, large, I don't care what size you are, you need education. You've got to stay on top of things, what's happening out there, educating yourself. But then I think where I come in is, what do you do with that knowledge? I help you integrate it into practical application so that you can be that bigger leader. Yes, that's even that's even better. That's even better. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. so if you were in a room with um, 100 small business owners Mm -hmm. today. Yep. Is it is it a fair statement to say here? These are some very common things that I see Mm -hmm. for your smaller companies. Yeah. That if you address you could aspire to be everything that you want to be. What would those things be if you haven't already mentioned it, that they're getting sure. in the way and micromanaging? Sure. So, and again, my advice for smaller businesses, and I'm one of those, would be the same as for a larger business. And that is, are you focused on the right things? If you know you want to go to this point here, are you focusing on the things that will get you there? Number one. Number two, if you're not, what's getting in your way? Is it delegating? Is it, you know, doing disempowering? It, what, what is that that's getting in your way? This is right. all the same because we're all human beings. Right. And what is the solution of what are the answers? How can we help you get there? And it's like this, Gene. I would also have a chessboard in the middle of the room and turn the lights out. And shine the flashlight on maybe the three pieces in the middle. And I'll say, take a look. What do you see? You see these three pieces in the middle. That's where you are. You're at base camp of Count Millen, you know, Mount Kilimanjaro, and you're looking, and this is what you see that you have to play with. If I can help you determine where you want to go, know where you want to focus, admit that much. I will have brought the flashlight up so that you can see the entire chessboard. Now, what do you have to play with? My butte is to help you see the entire chessboard, make sense of it, and know what to do with it in order to get there. I understand. Okay, so let me shift gears on you for a second. I've been doing a lot of research lately, and this has been provided to me by the uh, federal government U.S. Census. One-fifth of all privately owned small businesses in America today is owned by a woman. Mm-hmm. Okay. Do you think there is an impact in running the organization if you're a woman versus a male, or is it the same in terms of your clients and how you would approach them? Would I approach them equal in the same way? Both male and female. Is that what you're saying? Is there any blockage unique to being a female? Ah, well, there has been and there continues to be because generation upon generation, it breeds familiarity and 
also breeds contempt. There has been, and there is this, in a small business, as I recall, and these numbers may have changed, Gene, and you probably have the best. For every million that a gentleman makes in small business, the woman's going to make under 200000 And those are statistics from about five years ago, so forgive me. We're going to have is to- Is this privately owned? Privately yes. owned? Okay. Privately owned small business. But just take that, take the numbers with a grain of salt, look at the ratio. Here's what's underneath. Women are not as versed at giving themselves permission to confront in a healthy way, to ask for what they want, to see their value when they are pricing and so forth and so on. So there are some cultural markers that hold us back female-wise if we're contrasting that with a male counterpart. Now, that can vary, and it varies from background to background and so forth and so on. At the base, all human beings are the same. Most all of us don't like to confront things that we don't want to confront. Right. We don't want to have those tough conversations. We don't want to do the hard thing. We don't want to hold people accountable. We may, you know, we may say we do, but there are certain things that across the board, male or female, doesn't matter. We're going to we're going to have to deal with. So back to your question, there may be some differences, but they're the same in that there's something that we know we need to do, but we're holding back on it. So my job is to dig down, see what it is and help you step out of it. Gotcha. Okay. All right. I could talk to you for hours, Patty, because this is fascinating stuff because to me, leadership is everything uh, or lack of leadership is clear, but we've fortunately we've run out of time. But I reserve the right to call you for a second opportunity. If any of my listeners would like to get a hold of you, what is the best way to contact you? You can email me at patty with an I at patty at pattycotton.com. Okay. And I will indicate on your show notes all of your contact information as well. Wonderful. And I thank you for your time. This has been fun. and. You've you've got such a an important. I don't want to call it a niche because I know it's it's broad based. It's 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 always there in, in every organization in some fashion. But very few people that I have met have focused on that, and it's such an important topic. So I hope our listeners got their value. I think they should have. And with that, have a good morning. And that should do it for today. And uh, since you're in Riverside. I hope to meet you someday. Gene, I look forward to it and absolutely delighted to be with you today. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right. So that's a wrap, listeners. If you enjoyed the show, give me a like, give me a positive review, and subscribe. We are a wealth of information at the CPO to Rainmaker. We will see you next Monday morning where I will have a surprise for you. Have a nice day. See ya. This has been CEO to Rainmaker with Gene Valdez. To find out more, like us on Facebook, LinkedIn, and follow us on Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter. If you have questions, email the show. Find that link and others in the show notes. Thanks for listening and join us again next time.